Welcome to a New Testament journey. We'll have our Bible reading followed by our devotional. John 10. Very truly, I tell you, Pharisees, anyone who does not enter the sheep pen by the gates, but climbs in by some other way, is a thief and a robber. The one who enters by the gate is the shepherd of the sheep. The gatekeeper opens the gate for him, and the sheep listen to his voice. He calls his own sheep by name and leads them out. When he has brought out all his own, he goes on ahead of them, and his sheep follow him because they know his voice. But they will never follow a stranger. In fact, they will run away from him because they do not recognize a stranger's voice. Jesus used this figure of speech, but the Pharisees did not understand what he was telling them. Therefore, Jesus said again, Very truly, I tell you, I am the gate for the sheep. All who have come before me are thieves and robbers, but the sheep have not listened to them. I am the gate. Whoever enters through me will be saved. They will come in and go out and find pasture. The thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy. I have come that they may have life and have it to the full. I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. The hired hand is not the shepherd and does not own the sheep. So when he sees the wolf coming, he abandons the sheep and runs away. Then the wolf attacks the flock and it scatters it. The man runs away because he is a hired hand and cares nothing for the sheep. I am the good shepherd. I know my sheep and my sheep know me, just as the father knows me and I know the father and I lay down my life for the sheep. I have other sheep that are not of this sheep pen. I must bring them also. They too will listen to my voice and there shall be one flock and one shepherd. The reason my father loves me is that I lay down my life, only to take it up again. No one takes it from me, but I lay it down of my own accord. I have authority to lay it down, and authority to take it up again. This is the command I received from my father. The Jews who heard these words were again divided. Many of them said, He's demon-possessed and raving mad. Why listen to him? But others said, these are not the sayings of a man possessed by a demon. Can a demon open the eyes of the blind? Then came the festival of dedication at Jerusalem. It was winter and Jesus was in the temple courts walking in Solomon's colonnade. The Jews who were there gathered around him saying, How long will you keep us in suspense? If you are the Messiah, tell us plainly. Jesus answered, I did tell you, but you do not believe. The works I do in my Father's name testify about me, but you do not believe because you are not my sheep. My sheep listen to my voice. I know them, and they follow me. I give them eternal life, and they shall never perish. No one will snatch them out of my hand. My Father, who has given them to me, is greater than all. No one can snatch them out of my Father's hand. I and the Father are one. Again, his Jewish opponents picked up stones to stone him. But Jesus said to them, I've shown you many good works from the Father. For which of these do you stone me? We aren't stoning you for any good work, they replied, but for blasphemy, because you, a mere man, claim to be God. 
Jesus answered them, Is it not written in your law, I have said you are gods? If he called them gods, to whom the word of God came, and scripture cannot be set aside, what about the one whom the Father set apart as his very own and sent into the world? Why then do you accuse me of blasphemy, because I said, I am God's son? Do not believe me, unless I do the works of my Father. But if I do them, even though you do not believe me, believe the works, that you may know and understand that the Father is in me, and I in the Father. Again they tried to seize him, but he escaped their grasp. Then Jesus went back across the Jordan to the place where John had been baptizing in the early days. There he stayed, and many people came to him. They said, Though John never performed a sign, all that John said about this man was true. And in that place, many believed in Jesus. I must confess, the ability of demons to open the eyes of the blind is not a topic I've discussed very much. I suspect many of my friends would think it's a retrograde view that comes from another age. But the activity of demons, incredibly, is not the thing in this passage that most likely prompts the gag reflex. That honour lies in the offensively exclusive statements Jesus makes about himself. Jesus raises his eyes to the crowds and, without the faintest whiff of irony or self-aggrandisement, informs them that he is their only hope in life. He eyeballs men and women and tells them that without his love, they're screwed. The legacy that Jesus established and John passed on is defined by exclusive statements about Jesus. It's a legacy we've received, but that we seem to shuffle our feet in fulfilling. We're not ultimately called to be nice. We're not ultimately called to make people happy or to educate them or even to heal them. We're not called ultimately to bring world peace or to write good books. At least, I hope you understand that's not the sum of our calling. That is not the root or the foundation or the framing of our task. They're great things. Each of those things are things that we hope for. But ultimately, our calling is to help people find Jesus. Our calling is to show people the good farmer who gives overflowing life and who came back from the dead. Our calling is to help people make a decision about what they're going to do with Jesus. Our calling is to expose the death that lies outside the kingdom and to offer the life that is found in the king. I feel like Jesus needs to be talked about more. Not in a sappy or an arrogant or an unnatural way, but Jesus as the watchman who opens the gate to life. Wouldn't it just be wonderful if the churches we were part of, if the small groups that we participated in, if the lives of our friends were about Jesus, Jesus, the one who gives life, Jesus, the one who brings life. Even today, just think about your day. What if Jesus was the one you went to moment after moment? hour after hour, to get the life 
only from him that only he can give. Here's a question for reflection. How could you go to Jesus more? We pray God's word bears fruit in your life. For all the information about the New Testament journey, head to www.anewtestamentjourney.net.